0: You are listening to Packers Now. Get the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and today on this General Manager Monday, we're going to dive into the Packers QB situation. I know this. the title of this podcast is a little strange knowing the Packers have both Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love on the roster, but I think there is a dream scenario that could result for the Packers depending on how this draft unfolds, so let's jump in. I have made my point on this very clear, but I totally believe Aaron Rodgers is fantastic and will continue to be fantastic for many years to come, and to me, that means he should be the QB of the future for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level, even without the greatest players around him on offense, and the Packers finally know what it's like to have a top offensive coach in the NFL in Matt LaFleur, and the Packers are on the verge of becoming a true dynasty over the next five seasons, similar to Tom Brady's end in New England. The Packers had the number one offense in the NFL last season with not the greatest supporting cast with guys like MVS and Alan Azard being key contributors yet below average players. Even Robert Tunyon is a below average player, not very special at all, um, but he was relied on heavily. Uh, this offense is dangerous and makes the Packers a very, very good football team because of Aaron Rodgers and because of this coaching. As long as Rodgers doesn't see some major decline, he will be the Packers, with the Packers for the rest of his career, and I, could, I that's what I want. That's a, I could totally see that being the case. Because of this reality, the Packers need to do something with Jordan Love, though. Jordan Love was drafted with the fourth, uh, by the Packers last year with their first-round pick as a very developmental, toolsy project at the quarterback position after having a great 2018 season, but followed up by a poor 2019 year, but a season where he had nobody to work around him with uh, in that 2019 season. The Packers need to move on though I think from Jordan Love because they spent a first-round pick on him. Uh, First-round pick QBs are one of the most valued things in today's NFL. Even as we have been talking about this year's draft, many media members believe there will be five quarterbacks taking the top 10 picks of this draft because having just an above-average QB on a rookie contract is how you win Super Bowls. The only other way to really win Super Bowls consistently is have one of the greatest of all time, like Tom Brady. Because of this... And with the Packers unable to play Jordan Love over the time of his rookie contract, the Packers should trade Jordan Love. But to who? This is the question. Most NFL teams actually already have their QB for the 2021 season. Set in place, even with the teams with poor QB situations, like the Bears signed Andy Dalton, the Lions traded for Jared Goff, the Saints have Winston and Taysom Hill, the Panthers have traded for Sam Darnold, and they still have Teddy B on the roster. Washington football team has Fitzpatrick. They signed Eagles have Jalen hurts and the Colts have Wentz. And most of the teams that don't have good QB situations are set to draft their QB with one of the top picks like Jaguars. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. The jets at number two are going to take Zach Wilson and the 49ers will probably draft Justin Fields with the third pick. What does that, what, what that does is it leaves very, very few teams with a huge dire need at the QB position The teams I would say really should be considering a QB the most after those first three teams select a QB in the 2021 NFL draft would be the Steelers, the Broncos, the Lions, the Patriots, the Bears, the Eagles, and the Washington football team. The problem is two of these teams really seem to be set in a rebuild. The Eagles and the Lions seem like they are really in it for the long haul. They're going to really stick it out with the QB on their current roster, see how it goes. But hopefully they're tanking over the next couple of seasons to rebuild that roster and then get a top QB the next year or the year after. That leaves just the Steelers, Patriots, Washington football team, the Bears and the Broncos. The Bears and the Steelers, though, I think are in a very much a win now mode and most likely won't select a QB in the first round of the draft. That leaves three teams, the Patriots, Washington football team and the Broncos as teams who really should also be considering a QB in this draft and specifically in the first round of this draft. But the problem is there are only two other QBs who are considered to be first round prospects and that's NDSU QB Trey Lance and Alabama's Mac Jones. Both of these are very talented QBs but for very different reasons. Trey Lance is very toolsy Strong arm, super athletic, similar to a Lamar Jackson type of runner, which makes him very intriguing, intriguing, but he doesn't have the experience coming out of NDSU, just hasn't thrown that many passes during his career. Mac Jones is obviously a very different story, but is a, he's a one-year starter at Alabama, but played extremely well. This last season. Very accurate, great decision maker, has the QB intelligence to be successful, but he lacks the skills like the arm talent or the athleticism that teams crave today. And playing with such a good offense at Alabama makes it difficult to interpret just how good Mac Jones was or just how good Alabama's team was overall. But these are two guys who I know will be drafted in the first round. And there are just three teams that really, to me, should be in that QB market, this, uh, which was the Redskins, oh, sorry, the Washington football team, uh, the New England Patriots, and the Denver Broncos. And so the Packers should want to trade. So what are we even talking about right now? Okay. I just talked about, okay, these guys are in QB market. What does that mean? There's two QBs, but there's three teams and the Packers should want to trade Jordan Love. He's a late first round prospect from last year that teams covet because he has that fifth year option on his rookie contract. And specifically, he's actually a very cheap first round QB because he was right at the end of the first round. And he is also a very toolsy project who really could be great in the NFL. He has potential to be great in the NFL, but there has to be a market for him. If every team has a QB they feel comfortable with, then there's not a market to be able to trade Jordan Love. But if there is a team, that is in dire need for a QB or their season is over without a QB like Jordan Love, then a guy like Jordan Love starts to have a lot of value. And so this is the dream scenario for me. If I'm the Packers GM going into this draft, the Patriots and the Washington football team are those teams who really need a QB. They have incumbent starters in Fitzpatrick and Newton, but those two guys can only take you so far. They're they're average to below average QBs, um, and they're just two guys who probably won't be on your team in 2022. To be honest, I truly think both of these teams are teams that are, are in that eight and eight range, maybe a win or two more for the football team being in such a bad division, but they're going to be stuck in the same situation next year as they are right now. They're going to be in the middle of the draft picking, or they're going to be in the early twenties, unable to sit back and draft a QB. And they're going to be stuck without anyone to lead their decently talented rosters, which is a, the that's, that's quarterback purgatory they call that when you're in that mid your early 20s that uh, 15 to 22 range where you're not actually competing that well you're barely maybe making the playoffs or you're just barely not making the playoffs and you because you don't have the QB to take you over the top and that's where I see the Patriots and the Washington football team because of this I see these two teams as teams who would who really should consider moving up In the draft to go and get Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a dream fit for New England, as Jones is the unathletic, accurate, smart decision maker that reminds everyone of Tom Brady. And Belichick knows how to use that in New England. And I could see the Patriots moving up with the Lions at pick seven to grab him, as the Lions are in that rebuild and want to get more draft capital for the future. Then the Washington football team, I could see loving Trey Lance that athletic running QB that led Ron Rivera to the Super Bowl with Cam Newton back in 2015, who uh, Trey Lance then would be able to sit and learn for one season behind Fitzpatrick and the football team could trade up with the Panthers who just got their QB Sam Darnold and could gain back some draft capital they lost from that trade. As they, the Panthers, are a team that is still about a year away from truly competing. This is the dream situation because that leaves just one team without a truly capable starter going into the season, and that's the Denver Broncos, who are set to start year three QB Drew Locke. Locke has appeared in 18 games in his two-year NFL career, and he has come away with the league's third worst passing grade over that span. No quarterback has thrown a higher rate of uncatchable passes, 28%, on throws beyond beyond the line of scrimmage since 2019 than Drew Locke. The Broncos have a really good team, and I think the best defensive mind in the NFL with Vic Fangio, one of the best defenses, just tons of top players all over this roster. They are a team that's ready to compete, but are just a QB away from being one of the best teams in the NFL. With Drew Locke as their starter, I don't even think they can make the playoffs. This guy is awful, and they are going to be very distraught knowing they missed out on the top five QBs in this draft, and they're going to be in trouble. Because at pick nine of the draft, there's going to be no other QBs worth taking. And they probably will be able to draft another great player to add to this roster. But they need a QB. That is the most important position in the NFL by a long shot. They need a quality quarterback. And Drew Locke has proved he is not that guy. Uh, And so their team just is, is, even though every other position, positional group overall, they're a Super Bowl roster, but they just don't have the QB. And the potential then is there for Jordan Love, though, after sitting for a whole season, learning behind one of the best in Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is developing as a QB, and with all the weapons you would have for him in Denver, there is reason to believe he could, he could make it happen. Dr- Jordan Love could be a better option than Drew Locke, and that's where this trade comes in. Jordan Love could be considered the next best option in this year's draft if he were here at this moment in the draft. If, if Jordan Love had waited, he was in the 2021 NFL draft, and we got to this point where five QBs were off the board, and Jordan Love was still available, I think the Broncos would pick him. I totally believe that. I think they would use this pick to pick him. And I think the Packers then should be coming in. They should be coming in here, and they should be Asking Denver, hey, we didn't think Rodgers was going to be this good. We didn't think Rodgers was going to be able to stay this healthy. And we're going to take a chance on him. We love Jordan Love. We think he has everything he takes. But, hey, um, he's not going to be able to play here. And we want to give him a chance to play. You guys need you need someone. We, have the, we want to give it to you. What, what would you give? And they trade Jordan Love to the Broncos for their second round pick this year. So about pick 40 and next year's second-round pick uh, to make this work. The Packers would get draft capital to help their team this season with this trade, and they would even get some help this year uh, next season to make their team even better for the future. With another top 50 pick this year, the Packers would be in prime position to find another top starter who could actually help the Packers win now in 2021. Players like Jameen Davis, linebacker, Kentucky, Terrace Marshall Jr., LSU receiver, Um, Rondell Moore, Purdue wide receiver or offensive tackle, Samuel Cosby, Texas, um, all our players. I really like who are guys. We wouldn't have been able to add to our team, but they could be there at pick 40 in the second round. These are guys who could be day one starters for the Packers. This doesn't even count the extra second round pick the Packers could have going into next year's draft, which will help them a ton as well. This is the dream scenario for the Packers is having all five QB five QBs drafted before the Broncos first round pick in this year's NFL draft, which would result in Denver needing to find someone to truly compete with Drew Locke because they, they cannot go into the season with just Drew Locke on the roster. That cannot happen. They know that's not OK. And that could be Jordan Love from the Packers. And this would result Packers getting two second round picks, And the Packers could commit Taron Rodgers to be their QB of the future while adding key pieces to help the Packers win the Super Bowl in 2021 and the future. The only problem with this idea is that the Packers wouldn't need to find a new backup QB. And to me, honestly, this isn't a huge deal. Personally, a backup QB isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. It's happened once or twice ever in the last 20 years, and those are huge, huge outliers. Backup QBs don't have to be great or super special, The Packers could find a veteran QB to back up Rodgers, and the Packers could even draft a QB in this year's draft. Someone who really will need time to develop in four years when Rodgers actually does retire could be the guy the Packers are excited about, or just might be a long-term backup. And that's okay. To me, there are a lot of guys I really like in this draft class who I think have some things to be excited about developing on as your backup on your roster. The first being Jamie Newman out of Georgia. Jamie Newman played his first three seasons at Wake Forest and the two years he he was there as a starter. He played very good football 2019 85.7 PFF passing grade um, in his final season there at Wake Forest, which is a really good grade, but we didn't get to see him play this last season 2020 because he opted out um, at, when he went to Georgia for that transfer at six foot four, 230 pounds, just prototypical size. He has some athleticism that gives him value in the running game. He is a day three prospect, maybe in the fifth fifth round-ish, fourth round-ish, who has some things that are exciting to think about developing. That is a guy who you could consider drafting. And then there's two late round prospects. Maybe in the sixth round, I really like um, are Felipe Franks and Sam Ellinger. Felipe Franks, six foot six, 230-pound QB out of Arkansas. Franks is huge, and that's exactly how he is successful, is with his massive arm. This guy has thrown the furthest pass ever charted in college football, can throw the ball just as hard and fast as anybody. He started his career at Florida, but ended up getting beat out as the starter and transferred to Arkansas for his final season, where he finally actually really improved as a passer. And we started to see a lot more accuracy to go along with that power. Um, as this last season, he had a 97.4 D passing grade, which is almost perfect, and an elite passing grade of 91.6 when not pressured, pressured. Measuring how good QBs are when not pressured is one of the most stable metrics of QBs coming into the NFL to look at to know, hey, are they going to be successful once they get to the NFL? He has the tools, but struggles under pressure consistently, struggles to get past the first read. Um, So there are some things to be worrisome. Of course there are. He's a 6th round quarterback. But there are some fun things you could think about developing there. On the other hand, there is Sam Ellinger out of Texas, who is very different than Franks. Ellinger is a smaller QB, just six foot one, but is a compact 220 pounds and has a very different story as he beat out former starter Shane Bouchel to become a four year starter at Texas. One of the best parts about Ellinger is that he doesn't make big mistakes. With almost 1,000 dropbacks in his career, he's only had 21 turnover worthy plays which just shows some really good decision-making on his part and really understanding of defenses. He doesn't have some insane tools as a passer, but he's fairly athletic. Ellinger has put together some really good seasons though, even having an elite season back in 2019. Ellinger uh, played fairly good at the Senior Bowl as well, which is always good to see. He reminds me a lot of Taysom Hill. And sometimes I think having that mobile running QB is what you will need for your offense to have success if you're starting QB actually gets hurt during the season. Ellinger has the chance to be a backup for a very long time in the NFL. And so I really like that as well as another six round option. And the final QB I will talk about who is my favorite QB going into this draft is Kyle Trask's out of Florida. When it comes to value, okay? Trask is six foot four, 227 pounds and is the guy who beat up beat out Felipe Franks actually for the starting job at Florida. Tras is actually one of the oldest prospects in the draft. He just turned 23 years old, but that doesn't truly tell the story as he has just three years of starting experience dating back to his senior year of high school football. In 2019, he became the starter at Florida, beat out Felipe Franks, and he was simply okay as a college QB, but he took a huge leap in 2020 where he was just elite, similar to a Joe burrow S season last year in 2020 Trask was elite in almost every single category at Florida and just had a phenomenal season. He showed touch. He showed that he could throw a fastball. He could throw deep. He could throw all over the field. He was very impressive at times this season for the Gators played incredible in the pocket and just almost fearless. Like he didn't even know there was pressure around him. He just sat there and played it and kept focusing down the field. And it was very, very impressive. Uh, if in just his second season as a starter, he can improve this much, how much could he improve if he continued to work on his craft during his time in the NFL? If he continued to, if he got to work behind a guy like Aaron Rodgers without the pressure of trying to beat him out and you're just learning, you're just taking it in. There are some things that are concerning about um, Trask is he did have a loaded offense this season with Kyle Pitts and Kadaris Tony on the roster. He did lack some consistency uh, when it comes to his accuracy. And he's not very athletic. He, he sometimes can be a statue in the pocket at times. But I do really like Trask a lot. And if he was available in the third round, this is a guy, if I were the Packers, would grab and let sit behind Rodgers for four seasons. Yeah, his whole rookie contract. And that's okay. Let Rodgers retire. And then Trask, honestly, could compete to be the starter for the Packers. He has that potential. And at the worst, he's going to be a lifetime backup. And then I really believe that. I really like Trask. If I'm the Patriots, or the Washington football team, the Steelers or the Buccaneers. This is a guy I'm drafting in the second round probably to fight to be my starter in 2022 because these are all teams losing guys like Tom Brady, Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, and Ben Roethlisberger. These are all guys who probably could retire after this next season. Uh, Maybe not Cam Newton, but he's probably going to be on his way out the door in, in New England. And so that is a guy I would grab if I were one of those teams. In conclusion... For the best situation possible to occur for the Packers when it comes to the quarterback situation, it would be a team like the Broncos not getting to draft that QB they need for now and for the future. The Packers need to take advantage of a situation like that with a team like the Broncos and trade Jordan Love to them for a couple of second-round picks. These picks will allow the Packers to... uh, grab another huge contributor for this season and for next while allowing Rodgers and the Packers to come to a new extension without hurting Jordan Love's trade value as well. If the Packers were to extend Rodgers before they traded Jordan Love, Jordan Love loses a lot of value. Okay. That is important to realize here. This trade needs to happen so that Rodgers and the Packers can move forward on a contract. This is the ideal situation. And there are guys the Packers could draft on day three to replace Jordan Love, like Jamie Newman, like Felipe Franks, or Sam Ellinger to back up Rodgers, or even take my favorite value QB prospect in the draft in Kyle Trask in the third round. So that's all we have today, folks. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Packers Now. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review, so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers Now, so that they can get all the latest updates on the Green and Gold, because... It's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks, guys.